This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMahon with Mark Hosteller here talking about dad. So if you are a dad and you're listening, we appreciate you. And if you have a dad, which you do appreciate him, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have a heavenly father and yeah. uh, we appreciate him, you know, and we want to be like him to our families. And uh, I know a lot of you listening and watching online, you're, you're doing a great job at that. You know, well, and you're, that's, you're, I, our church is full of men that really do a good job of fathering their families. Oh, you know I think what so. I, mean? yeah. I think so. They, I mean, I, do I feel like I could have done a better job? Yeah. I mean, my kids are straight mm-hmm. arrows, so mm-hmm. that that's a plus on you know, I'm glad of that. They all, you know, yep. they, they're, they're not here. They're listening online. They're, you know, doing stuff. So, yeah, they're definitely connected to their faith in Christ, which yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for. But when you think about your dad, what are some of the things that you appreciate about your dad? Strong. Is he? It's one of the, it's one of the on, first things. It. It's one of the first things that I, that come to my mind, man. As, as a kid, I remember just, just kind of looking at my dad going, my gosh, this guy could tear apart anything, man. I mean, he was so strong. We had some kids over, some friends over one time and, and he's sitting on the couch and we're all kind of, you know, flexing and we're all having fun, you know, and this and that. And, and, uh, I said, dad flex. And he reaches over and he pulls up his arm and he flexes and he ripped his shirt. And no. all, oh yeah, and all of us went what? You know, like <laughs> oh my god, he had one of them muscles that like bubbled up so right. strong, you know, so hard. But uh, no, this guy is so he was so strong, you right. know, and he's you know sixty three, sixty four now, and right, and um, but I'm telling you, strong as an ox, man. I mean, this guy, he, he so I appreciated that about him. I also appreciated courage. You know, my dad did something in 92, 93 that a lot of men wouldn't do. And, and he, he forsook his family, his heritage, his, his upbringing, because he found out the truth of the Bible and he followed the Lord Jesus Christ in faith. And that meant that he was going to, he was going to lose everything as far as he, you know, like his family connections, his friends, all that stuff. They were going to be gone now. He was Amish, you know, and he right. left the Amish and, and chose Jesus Christ over that religion. And it cost him a lot. Right. And I'll tell you what, um, I'll forever be grateful for it because he, the change he made there, our whole family uh, yeah. was blessed by it. You well, know, absolutely. So. I think that the, sometimes dads are called in ministry and to make changes. Like my dad went into ministry when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not start off going to church. There was a time when I was a boy, we never went to church. And Sunday morning was about my dad reading the newspaper, drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes at the table. And some of you uh, may remember growing up that blue haze of cigarette smoke, uh, kind of gray blue mm-hmm. floating oh, yeah. through the air. And <laughs> always right. we used to get together at my grandpa's. And they would play cards, and it was so thick with smoke in that right. house. You know, my grandpa's coughing. You know, like, I love the smell of it. I did when I was a little boy. Like I, I liked the smell of it. I liked to. I never got into it. Like for me personally, my dad quit probably when I was six or seven, five, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. He he quit smoking, but uh, so I didn't really you know grow up with that in my 
formative, maybe, I don't know if that's the right word, but as I was mm-hmm. growing older, I didn't mm-hmm. see it, so I didn't pick mm-hmm. up on it. But I used to like it when I was a kid and we didn't go to church. And then there was one day we did. So I appreciated that example. Yeah. But as far as my dad, I mean, he was definitely tough as nails. I always described him as being a piece of uh, cast iron. Oh, man. And his, yeah. his will was iron. And you didn't back, I back talked him twice. And he made sure they were both memorable times. Yeah. There was no back talking <laughs> dad. There was no, no. And the one thing about him that I think that was good looking back on it, it was hard sometimes at the time. But there was no allowing you to just run amok. Like mm-hmm. that was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You were not going to just hang out with whom you wanted, go where you wanted. You're going to tell your dad where you were. Yeah. And not saying that we were not mischievous imps because we were, because he couldn't be there all the time. But I really give my dad a lot of credit for keeping us out of things that could have been really harmful for mm-hmm. us. He just yeah. kept us out of it. Yeah, that's my dad wasn't quite like that. You know, uh, he worked nights for ni- 19 years or 21 years, one or the other. He worked midnight shift. So he it's a horrible shift, you know, as far as like spending time with family and that kind of stuff, because you're you're gone. And then he wants to he, as soon as he came home, he wanted to go fishing and stuff. So he went and did that or he'd fall asleep. He would have to sleep because of, you know, something that he had to do during the day or something. So it seems like there was a lot of my time in my life that like dad was gone, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so I missed that part of it. You know, he wasn't like your dad where, you know, where you at, where are you doing this and that? So I didn't have that much. My mom was like, right. That's who I was answering to. When I was a teenager, my dad worked two, three jobs. So there's a lot of nights he wasn't home, but I'm telling you, there was no going out and drinking and doing drugs and all that stuff. Mm. I mean, Mm. not, he would know. And not seeing the cops weren't at our house when we were kids, when mm-hmm. dad and mom weren't around, you know, when the cow's away, the mice would play. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, you know, we wouldn't get ourselves in some trouble, but for the most part, I mean, truly, I always felt like if my kids were just like me, I'd have no problem with it because we just stayed away from a lot of stuff and morality yeah. and drugs yeah. and smoking, drinking, all of it. I mean, we just, that wasn't us. Mm-hmm. Mischievous, play stunts, mm. you know, anger motorists. Yeah. That kind of stuff being like little imps running around. Yeah. We were that, but being other stuff, I think my dad just getting us in church and making sure that we knew what the right thing was. I think that was a big deal. Uh, he would always yeah. teach me, you know, cross that bridge when you come to it, Bill, because I was always, you know, I'd ask a lot of what ifs. And then he'd say, Bill, you what if yourself to death? Yeah. Stop what ifing yourself. And mm-hmm. he would tell me all the time, Bill, cross that bridge. When you get to it, you're not there. You may never be there. Like you're trying to cross a bridge. You're not even there yet. Yep. Why are you worried about it? Because your, your, what oh. if may not actually happen. So I think that mm-hmm. was a really good piece of advice. My dad could sit down with us when we were teenagers and say, listen to me, this is how I live my life. I've been faithful to your mom. Mm. I blah, 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 blah. You know, he listed things out and guess what? Yep. This is what I expect from you. I expect yep. you to be moral. I expect you to be, and he would sit down and he would, you know, wow. say that's excellent. My yep. dad, my dad, I remember one of the best pieces of advice he gave me and it was in a work environment. I used to work with my dad at a sawmill and, uh, but he told me, um, and I'll never forget. He said, Mark, stop. He says, you have to start making your moves count, period. You are making unnecessary movements and unnecessary motion. You ha- whatever you do has to count. Right. And I've taken that as kind of a, a life lesson. You oh, know, yeah. like that's uh, a great one. You just have to make your moves count. You right. know, I was I was over here busying myself with things that didn't matter and boards are piling up like crazy all around me. Right. You know, literally up to my knees, you know, boards and I'm getting frustrated, yelling, screaming and stuff. And uh he just come back, told me to stop, stopped everything. And that that 
I mean, it's a great piece of advice. You right. Know? Make your moves count. Right. Working at a sawmill. Yes. How old were you? At that time, I was 17. Right. Yeah. I was 17. So you I probably started work working early in life and... Oh, yeah. My first job was 12 years old. I was right. tree nursery, you know. And then uh, from there, I went to painting, roofing uh, before 16. And then 15 years old, I was mason helper, 16 years old. Uh, and then I went, I quit school. Uh, I dropped out, unfortunately. And, um, yeah, so I went from there. I went to uh, the sawmill. I worked there for almost a year, year and a half or so, and I went into concrete for 10 years. So That's amazing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what I think about, well, what I think about how much you do and, you know, it's a lot. your, your I mean, intelligence level and all this stuff. But I think, yeah, well, we won't get into that. But I, I really, really appreciate that. I think two mm -hmm. dads, you know, providing in Jesus Christ, this is just a really, really solid verse in Sermon on the Mount. Asking will be given you, seeking you will find, knocking the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be open. That's just a great verse about prayer. Mm. And you got to ask, you got to seek, right? Yep. You got to knock. Which of you, if his son, and, and one of the reasons we're going, which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? It's just that idea, that concept of the dad's provision for oh, his children. Yeah. You know, a dad is going to provide a child what a child needs, and he's not going to give him a stone if he asks for bread, or if he asks mm -hmm. for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, which, you know, dads aren't perfect, you know, we right. acknowledge that, exactly. right? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Mm. So in everything, and then you have the golden rule after that in the next verse. But I love that guys provide. And when I think about a lot of your life, a lot of your life as a dad is going into provision. You're going to get up, you're going to go to work, you're going to earn money, you're going to pay bills, and you keep food on the table, yep. roof over their heads, and that is an enormous part of our journey on this planet. Yeah, it's one of our main roles. Right. I mean, that's what we have. I mean, I love what Malachi ends his his book with, is that, that uh, God's going to turn your heart, the heart of the parents or the heart of the father, toward the children. And that, I think, is the premise of this whole thing, what Jesus is talking about, is you have to understand the Father's heart for us. Right. Is he wants to give us gifts. He wants to lavish it on us, you know, and that's how we need to be to our children. We want our children to experience blessing and, right. and gifts and good things in life, you know. Well, the way to get that is to earn it, to work, and to go out and provide for your family, you right. know. Uh, and you're going to be able to provide these things for your family. That should be a natural instinct. And for, for every man, mm -hmm. I believe that's one of the calls on our lives is providing for family, providing for our spouse, yeah. taking care of our kids, not pushing that responsibility mm -hmm. on to someone else. Now, in the world that we live in, sadly, we hear more and more about that where grandparents are stepping in because oh, yeah. dad and or mom are out of the picture because of the decisions they're making where when you have a child, your main responsibility is to that child. And that's mm -hmm. a normal thing. This is not a bad thing. No dads are going to be out making money. They're going to provide what their family needs. You think about uh, back in the garden of Eden, even in a perfect world before there was any sin, Adam was still working. Yep. He was tilling. He mm -hmm. was naming the animals. He was taking mm -hmm. care of the garden. That was his responsibility was there as yeah. an overseer and taking care of that. So for any of us who think that, oh man, it's such a bummer, you know, I have to work as a dad. No, we understand innately this is a core responsibility, right? And there's joy in it. 
Mm-hmm. There's joy. There's satisfaction that comes through it too. I mean, when you look around, man, and you see all that the Lord's doing to bless you through your effort and through your contribution, as far as getting up in the morning and getting your work clothes on and going to work right. and being faithful, uh, one day it's all going to make sense. You're going to look back and you're going to go, "Wow, that was worth it." You right. know. Now, unfortunately, I I probably was. I probably spent way too much time at work, you know? And so there's a balance you have to put into play here. You know what For I'm sure. saying? I mean, when you're doing 75, 80 hours a week, you right. got to cut that back. You know what I mean? You have to have frank conversations with your boss. You got to say, hey, I can't well, keep this up. You know, my family needs me because... We're called to provide for our family, Bill. We are we are the providers of our family, but f- far beyond a paycheck, right? I mean, so so uh, we need to provide love and attention to them. We need to provide care for them. We need to provide protection for them. So that means you got to be there, right? I mean, so yes, yeah. I just think that sometimes guys feel unappreciated. I think that sometimes guys feel like they're taken for granted, and I'm sure wives do mm. too. But you you think about they go out for work and then a guy will feel like, well, all I ever hear about is what I don't do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I don't get appreciated. Like I'm not appreciated for what I do where, you know, we got an open door, you know, with the father here to come to him anytime. So I do, I do think that dads Mm -hmm. need to get appreciated. I mean, that's a fact. So I think that's an, I think that's an important thing, but I've often told guys, listen, your wife didn't marry a paycheck. She married you. That's right. It's not about the relationship. It's about you. And too many times we turn our job into a lot of times guys and why they're getting involved in doing all the baseball and the football Mm. or maybe not football, but fishing and stuff like hunting is they feel like, well, I went and did my job. My job as a dad is to put the bacon on the table, the food on the table, put a roof over your head. And when I did it, my responsibility is done. Not realizing, no, there's a relational Mm. aspect too, because this kid is, is able to come up to his dad and tell the dad what he needs. Just like yep. we can go up to our dad and tell our heavenly dad what we need. That's right. Right. Yep. So there has to be that open door in our I, relationship. I agree a hundred percent. And, and I do have to say one of the best things you can do as a father for your child is to love their mother. Well, you know, uh, be, be attentive to her needs and make sure you're setting that example to, to bless the wife as well, right. you know, uh, because your children are watching that. Right. And they're going to feel the most secure when you two are the most secure right. together, you know? And so it's, it's a, it's a benefactor. It's a, be, a blessing that f- trickles down, you know? Right. Uh, and so um, if you're listening or watching and you guys are having a marital issue or something like that, do whatever it takes to, to make it right, you know, to, to put in the effort, the work necessary to make sure you guys are connecting as a husband and wife team for your children, right. you know? So no, I would agree a hundred percent. The best I've heard that before. I agree with that statement a hundred percent. Best thing mm-hmm. you do is a husband and love the mother of your children. Yeah, so, uh, well, however that applies to you, uh, you can think mm-hmm. about that. But I also like the fact that Jesus Christ is inviting them to come to the Father. Mm. There should be communication. And knowing that if we ask, we'll receive, that would have to mean that a father is listening. Yeah. A father, parents in general need to listen. Uh, sometimes I know that when my children were younger and they would go to talk, if they said something disagreeable, you know, there could be some, but, 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 no, 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 you're wrong, da, 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 right, and firing that off. Instead of just saying, listening, mm. and opening that door of communication. I think that one of the big things sometimes between parents and children, there's not an avenue of communication between the parent and the child. And that's one thing Absolutely. I always try to do was just, wow. if they're saying something to me, 
If I don't agree with it, I still need to know what they think. If I'm shutting them down, every time they say something disagreeable, I'm boom, judging it, shooting yeah. it down, telling them it's stupid. I'm never really going to know because they're just going to stop talking to me. I want, I wanted my child coming to me and being able to talk to me. Yep. Right? Remember, you remember when they were real little, they'd crawl up in your lap and you're looking the other way and they wanted to say something. They'd grab your face and turn it to you. Yeah. You know, like, look at me. You know, I feel like teens uh, want to do that in a right. bad way. Uh, but uh, too many times we're just unattentive. Uh, right. If that's even a word. Um, we're, we just, we're not paying attention. Right. And, and when we do pay attention, we shut it down and we say, no, that's not the way I believe or think. So you're wrong. Right. Well, they have to be able to express their opinions, you know, ask them their opinions, you know, your, your opinion matters. How do you feel about this? How do you, you know, as fathers, we don't want Colossians three twenty one. We don't want our children to be embittered against us. Right. You know, my experience has taught me this. You have, to, you have to understand people make big statements. Not every statement do they mean mm. my daughters. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they can make big statements. I've talked to guys in marriages whose wives said big things. They said this, they said this. I'm like, I'm not interested in what they said. Mm. Not that I'm not interested in what they said. I'm not interested in what words of the worst case scenario just came out of their mouth because that does not in fact mean that is what they're going to think a month from now. Well, I'll tell you and what, if you that, have to yeah. allow sometimes cause man, I would hear about it all the time. You know, she said this, she said that, you know, I'm hearing from my wife. I'm like, those are words. You can't put an ultra amount of stock into every word mm. that's said. Mm. Sometimes big statements are made. They're trying to feel it out. They're trying to figure it out. And m most times, and I would say in some of the most dire statements that I've heard come out of my children's mouth, there was not an, in fact, any reality wow. to some of the words that were said. In other words, they were figuring it out. They were upset about the time. They figured it out. They've come around. They've been fine to come in all guns blazing because somebody said something. Be careful. Wow. You know, be be careful. Listen to these words and and realize, hey, not every word that's said is meant. Sometimes, you know, people are just trying to figure out. I can't take at face, just face value alone every word that is coming out of their mouth. I love what you're saying right, right now, because what you're doing is, is you're reminding us as fathers right now uh, to, to check our um, barometric pressure. How's that sound? Yeah. You know, like you're, you are the thermostat. You have to come into these situations with a level, even keel. You're not going to be totally emotional. You're going to have the facts of the situation. You're going to bring calm. You're going to bring, you're going to create an atmosphere where your family is going to be able to express things without fearing that you're going to blow through the ceiling emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Be slow Honest. to speak, slow yes. to, you yes. know, uh, slow to anger, quick to listen. Right. You know, those are the things we have to do. I love that guidance you're giving right now, because I'm telling you too many men just flip out like this. I'm one of them. I was right. one of them, man. I was, I was it's zero to a hundred like that. You, the, know? you were always playing the long game. I told uh, one young couple just recently, your kids are young. You're playing the, I want you playing the long game. Yeah. The long game is you're in a nursing home someday. You're going to die. Ultimately, I don't want your kids having regrets about how they were raised wow. and a million questions about what kind of parents you were. Yeah. Like I, that's the way I've lived my life. I never wanted to leave my kids wondering if I love them. I never wanted mm. to leave them wondering if I really cared. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's, I never wanted them to advice. have those yep. thoughts. Now, I'm not saying that I've done it perfectly. Only time can tell that. Like when I'm, we'll see what the response is when I'm gone. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Then I'll know if I hit the, mm -hmm. hit the target that I was aiming at or not. But that's always been my thinking. It's a great target to shoot for. Right. <laughs> and I'll, I'll leave you guys, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I know that in calm and not saying that things haven't broken my heart, it's just, I was able to deal with it, mm. process it. When opportunities came up to speak with a level head about it, there you go. I addressed yeah. it. Those situations were afterwards resolved. Mm. But I couldn't go on every word and just, I, I just, it took an extreme amount of patience at mm. times to realize you're playing the long game. You're not, just because somebody said something awful or terrible sounding does not mean a battle is lost at this moment. That's what they said. We're hearing what they said. It doesn't mean you're going to lose this war over time. Wow. So you ha it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of praying. And I would really encourage you as parents to pray and just ask God for wisdom when you don't have it. And I've been there too, where I'm not sure what to say. I'm not sure what to do. But I know that I've come to the other end uh, very happily so and uh, with great results and just praying, you know, just praying and coming to God. Thank the Lord. And right, thank the yeah. Lord for that. So I know yeah. it's a tough job being a parent. I know it's a tough job being a dad, but we just want you dads to know we super appreciate you. We appreciate your hard work. Uh, we appreciate the way you bring your kids to church. We appreciate the heart that we see from you for the Lord yeah. and all the things that you do for your family and how protective you are at times. We appreciate every bit of that. So you guys have a blessed Father's Day. Have an awesome week.